0: Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I am your host, Kevin Wallace, in I guess this week's group therapy session, right? A brutal 5 to 1 defeat at the hands of Expansion Side St. Louis. Sends the fan base into a tailspin to make matters better, but probably worse. Brenner officially almost sold. To Syria Club Udinese, it's been a wild, wild week for the FCC faithful. Let's talk about it on this week's postcast. Woo! On joining me, I, I, uh, I guess to talk about that game if we have to we're contractually obligated to our non-existent sponsors here uh we've got the chief and we've got grayson and we've got jonah with us
1: it's a rough one um it's gonna be fun to see how fast those (laughs) downloads drop from last week
2: um i saw i saw people on twitter uh uh blowing up and shooting um anhyzer bush products so and i thought i was like you know what? This performance warrants that. So, I joined the trend of of uh, blowing up Anheuser Busch products in protest of the uh, result over the weekend.
1: You know, when St. I was when I was, getting one. when I was in St. Louis for when Xavier lost to Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament on a buzzer beater, I remember just walking angrily out of the arena, and I was like, I needed a drink because that was one of those NCAA venues that didn't serve alcohol. And after that, I was like, I need I need to pass out from an alcoholic stupor this night. And so I walked to a convenience store that was probably in a, not the best part of St. Louis. And I remember standing at the uh, beer section of like a 7-Eleven and trying to decide what I wanted to buy. And I reached for the Bud Light and I was like, no fuck this entire town. I hate St. Louis. <laughs> and then I reached for the Miller Light and I was like, no, wait a minute. Fuck the state of Wisconsin.
0: so like i'm reaching (laughs) reaching
1: deep into the case looking for a course just to try and something different because i don't think they were owned by the same company at the time but no i have had that thought before in st louis how much i'm never drinking bud light again for non-political reasons Chief,
0: did you uh, drown your SARS at the same
1: place uh, that you
0: went to after the Open Cup loss to USL St. Louis when we were in MLS?
1: Oh, my God. No, No, but that still remains to this day. The only bar I've ever been into where everything was served in plastic drinkware. And there was a guy that was uh, bagging up prescription medication into individual plastic wrap baggies at a corner table. (laughs) Just a, it, was a, it was a wonderful experience. <laughs>
0: oh, take me back to the good old days. Uh, but no, Jonah, we've got mm. we've got to dissect some headlines here mm. to process process the pain of this weekend. So what'd you what'd you find for us out there?
3: Well, after the game, I was I was feeling like Chief was, and I my wife was like, "Could I get you a Modelo with iced coffee?" And I said, "Ah, it's the crew drink, <laughs> babe. Not tonight, but with lime." And then I said, <laughs> yeah, "I said, just blend it up, peel and all, get me a straw, babe, i to drown my sorrows. Uh, I did, but I'm, I'm excited to be here tonight with you guys, because anyone could do a podcast when things are going well, but as I could tell you, you really earn your stripes when the team sucks balls, so hopefully this is just a blip on the radar, but uh, yeah, there was lots, and I don't know if you guys see or if you're okay with, I did some soliciting on uh, Twitter. For oh, half yeah. of a headline Unfortunately I was sleeping on my couch So I had about 5 minutes to, to check I was like oh god I got some replies here uh, So we'll get into that I don't know if um, This might be Of interest to some of you guys This is in um, One of those papers that writes about the law it's, it's I don't know what those are You guys know what I'm talking about Lawsuit incoming FC fan breaks neck while diving Into teams roster depth brutal absolutely they just went straight you got
1: and... you gotta put a sign around the side <laughs> to alert people so that they're assuming the risk if they jump in it's Puddle pretty deep, shallow the
3: fc <laughs> yeah it's funny how that how the team looks when things are going well like god we're deep and then as soon as things are going bad like geez we're not deep at all <laughs> yeah, so you, what is it are we deep or are we not am i overreacting
1: you, you, you don't have to scratch too far below the surface to find a uh, kimi or dones and it's like oh maybe we don't have the kind of depth in the roster that we think we do
0: yeah and last night was such a weird one too because all of the depth was missing on the you know offensive side of the ball and normally you'd be like all right fine you know grind out that that nil nil draw but uh yeah being toothless in the attack it just didn't didn't play out just didn't play out how we how
2: we might have hoped yeah was so- gonna be there may have been other factors at play with the attack. Um, I saw oh. this headline in Lever News. Um, there's been enough violence in this country. FC players take courageous stand, refuse to shoot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and
0: it, was, it was very, it was very powerful of of the FC to to make a statement like that in the home of Bud Light of all places. Especially yeah.
3: Moreno. Moreno is a soccer pacifist I respect <laughs> that.
1: so what do you make of the fact that okay so they're they only scored one goal fine they only score one goal in most of the games they play but yeah they've seven of the eight goals they've let in or some ridiculous number have been with lucho off the field when allegedly he's the what the, the he would you would consider him the key linchpin of the attack but not of defending you yeah, know yeah. A, not a big defender
0: no, no I'm like anti-defender. Not, not really his thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, is it that we don't have somebody who is able to just hang on to the ball? Just like just like classic, you know, distilling Tiki Taka back down to its roots. If you have the ball, they don't have the ball. And when Lucho has the ball, they don't have the ball. And if we don't have somebody who's able to dribble, hold on to the ball and survive that first challenge, that first tackle, that... He's just making counterattacks not exist by being out on the field.
2: I mean, we did have possession. Yeah, that's the thing though. This yeah. this
0: this game doesn't really make that theory work. It's 60% possession. The XG battle's nearly identical. It was on paper uh you know again i, I love this new little feature Fot mob has the uh, game flow who has the upper hand it's all orange it was all us that whole game according to their their little their little gimmick there
2: yeah i don't know a, man a lot of it a lot of it felt mental to me um it just felt like st louis was without hesitation like running at every ball Yeah. Uh, Going hard for everything. I know we had like some fouls, but they felt more out of frustration than out of like rough play, (laughs) trying to make it difficult for St. Louis to play against us. Yeah. A plan. Um, Every time a ball, like a ball in the box didn't go like a second without somebody on it and smacking it, you know?
4: Yeah. And um, they weren't like
2: necessarily good shots. You know, like I think I think four of the five shots went through somebody's legs and at least two. I want to say hit a deflection.
0: Obviously, yeah. the Celentano one is just pure bad luck. Um,
2: but it's so just yeah. it just felt like St. Louis came was more. Um, was more aggressive and, and aggressive in just like. Not trying to think about what they're going to do, like go hard at winning the ball, you get the ball, they went forward, you see the ball, you run at it, and you just hit it. Like, they weren't, like, doing anything special. It's, it's sad because that game really reminded me of us
0: last year. Like, their <laughs> offense is how we played. It was like, oh, shit, they're laying it off for each other. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember and, when we did that.
1: <laughs> and and the, the big difference was is it's they get the ball in the attacking third and they're directly at goal. Yeah, we get the ball in the attacking third and it's you shoot. No, you shoot. No, you shoot. Or it's Brandon tripping over the ball on his feet because he's indecisive about what he wants to do. The entire team on offense right now just looks like they're overthinking everything that fucking happens.
0: Yeah. And maybe this is, I don't know, a consequence of trying to really internalize, you know, Pat Noonan system in year two. We're really trying to, you know hone in on what we want to do. And that as it, as it sticks over the course of the year, this becomes more muscle memory than, than an act of thought. But
4: yeah. I saw a
2: headline in the, in the business courier kind of about what, what chief was talking about. Um, they say it's the Paris of the Midwest. Vasquez explains plan to stay in Cincinnati for the
1: long term. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I saw a very uh, similar headline in the, the Tampa Bay pirate. It's a binding contract. Vasquez and Celentano lawyers issue statement to U.S. soccer, preemptively fighting back against efforts to drop them from the squad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He'll probably score for the U.S. And be like, this isn't going to carry over at all, is it?
0: (laughs) A Vasquez (laughs) hat trick for the U.S. men's national team would be the most great and awful thing ever.
3: (laughs) Honestly, if
2: Vasquez scores for the U.S. national team, and that gets some team in Europe interested in him, Maybe it does make sense to sell them in the summer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pump the value. It's a pump and dump. You pump the value up and you sell immediately.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, you just, it'd be like, <sighs> if, but if somebody else does the pumping,
1: <laughs> it's like a
2: crypto
3: asset. Well, we, you get We it. ask
0: Mexico to take a dive for Vasquez and then we turn around and buy one of their starlets for a lot of people. So you don't have money. to play him in the Nations League game.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't want to face this guy in this other made up competition. Help us get him out of here. <laughs> um, but you guys are burying the lead here. This is in the New York Times of all places. Praying for his recovery. Brenner, understandably unable to play on Saturday because his agent used the phone a lot. So I hope <laughs> he finds peace because I know that must have been difficult to have his agent be on the phone. Maybe he even signed a paper <laughs> or two. But uh, yeah, not that he's been setting the world on fire, but I'm sure he could have helped a little bit. Yeah, maybe.
0: They St. Louis is so sloppy in the back that I really felt like if Brenner was pressing them, he would have gotten a dumb goal out of them. Like it really felt like that game would have played into his strikes there. But yeah, we gotta talk about this. Brenner every time Brenner wants to leave, he leaves, if that makes sense. Every time there's a transfer rumor, he's not in training camp. He's hurt.
3: He's oversleeping alarms. Is is Brenner the Kyrie of the MLS? You know, they say
2: they say he loves his teammates. And I think it's true because what they do say is if you love someone, you have to let them go. Yeah. And it does seem like he's frequently letting his teammates go without him.
1: <laughs> Two away games. <laughs> was there an explanation for where he was this weekend? Think, Did he fly to Italy for a medical or was he just no, chilling in Cincinnati? Like the medical the is supposed to be to next signed? week. <laughs> yeah. The he medical's was just next week. Yeah.
2: And I, I know like, I don't know I don't know what I'm not gonna like think about like what people's motivations are or where they're getting information. But mm. um there's you know, people have said, well it's very common when a player mm. is is <laughs> is involved in a transfer for them to sit out until the transfer is completed. That's yeah. true when the window is open. When they're when leaving when the transfer when is about to happen. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've ever seen a case where somebody had to sit out because they were going to be transferred in two and a half months.
0: Yeah, that's, <sighs> it's bad. And that's the thing, right? Is if he's sitting out so that he doesn't risk injury before his move, that he's then he's have already again. seen, yeah, we've seen the last of Brenner. That's it. Uh, I don't think. That's the intention. Uh, if I could be cynical, I would say that SEC is still hoping that they could get more from Brenner, that he could he could score more goals the beginning of this season, and that come summertime, there might be a bidding war. And that while $10 million is a nice offer right now, that maybe another desperate team comes in for $11 million. One million extra dollars. That can be a huge difference in MLS. But if Brenner is threatening his playing time by saying I'm not going to play at all unless you sign this one offer that I know you have in front of you right now, maybe you force FCC into a okay deal where they could have sat out for a better deal because they've done that before. But Brenner really wants to leave.
2: And I went into, um, and we could talk about like the specifics of the deal and like all that stuff. I think I think later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I went into like Italian. I tried to look through like Italian Twitter to see like what Italian media was saying about the deal. And I, think, <laughs> I think it was Thursday. They were reporting that like personal terms were done. Yeah. And um, there's, a, there's certainly an innocuous explanation for that. But like
4: if there's no reason to believe they weren't going to sell Brenner in the summer. But if his agent is like uh
2: you know, working outside side deals and distracting him throughout the season, trying to get something done now for whatever reason, like he's not scoring and they're worried it's gonna fall through or whatever, which shows a lack of confidence. That's like a whole nother
1: thing. Like there's not yeah. clear to me why the deal need to be done now, but that's well, I mean, that's a whole be- nother you have to get the deal going now because they only work like three hours a day in Italy. So this is like a multi-week process in order to get them to actually write the contract and write the personal terms and send everything back. But it just strikes me as like not a straight up way of dealing uh, well, with, yeah.
2: with FC Cincinnati and like not something you do. If you're genuinely concerned about like, well, while I'm here, I'm going to help my teammates
3: right Whose right. side are you on
1: oh agent. obviously yeah. no. <laughs> won't someone please think of the personal representatives of
3: athletes <laughs> please think of the agent for a second yeah. okay they've never <laughs> steered anyone wrong um great yeah, source of
1: information though
3: yeah yeah they've got one side down pretty good yeah they'll definitely so, talk to you so is i mean what's his incentive to <laughs> To play, play well, <laughs> to play, to play well, to not get hurt, you know. Yeah, I mean, just, that's is, just making decisions yeah. for
2: the remainder of the season. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good, it's a good question.
0: Like, what, does he still might be, requ- re- go ahead? I'm sorry, I was going to say, does Brenner request to play for FCC too the rest of the year? Like, he just <laughs> he just wants to stay warm, score some goals
2: on some scrubs, and you know. I'm not sure Brenner wants to get two footed. All season by guys who are going to beat us five to one next season.
3: I'm not sure he starts over Archimedes for FCC2. That's where he shines. So he's like, Know your role. Okay. You stay where you stay. I'll stay where I
1: stay. It's like a Superman Um, situation. Archimedes only has superpowers depending on setting. So in MLS, he's very normal (laughs) in mid, but down at FCC2. That's where his yellow sun shines. <laughs> He's a turf guy. Always Do we have to like, uh...
2: explain like, what we're talking about more in this segment? Or we just assume like everybody saw the game and everybody knows about the Brenner transfer. I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about. Like, it kind of feels like we kind of just like go right into it.
0: I, uh, I like to think that if you've found the post... You're an FCC fan. Like I would be shocked if anybody was listening to this. Who's like, I don't really watch the games. I just listen to the post to tell me what happened. Well, if you do want to,
1: if you do want to know, just sort of overall what happened, there was this headline that kind of sums everything up on um, PCWorld.com. Uh, Arch your back and don't clench. Despite rainy weather, St. Louis goes in dry on FCC. <laughs> I
2: actually saw. I actually saw a similar headline in um the st louis los angeles times post dispatch um you know media consolidation is is really (laughs) out of control these days big circulation for this paper um quote i'm having a cold bud at home unquote st louis gm plans to celebrate victory by fucking penguin (laughs) needed
0: to be said I don't usually do headlines on this one but I I did have one for you guys Um, no way to prevent this says only team where this regularly happens and that's kind of what this one felt like over the last couple of years with the
3: nice warm blanket it's
0: also topical I like it yeah you're welcome
1: (laughs) evergreen (laughs) in much that same function I saw this this was on MLS.com honey you're trending but don't ask why wife informs Alan Koch about angry FCC fans remembering their own expansion season. So Uh, I understand we don't really recap games in the headline segment. Can we, so this is just a broad base thing, but can we talk about the fact of how fucking annoying it is that St. Louis is good and beats us as an expansion team while we're allegedly having our best season ever. But this, every team that comes into this fucking league, just makes me more angry at how bad things were our first year in MLS. You know,
0: it's super insulting. Three of the guys they started last night, they got in the expansion draft. Yep. And just think about how awful our expansion draft was and what they were able to do. Hassan Nadam, <laughs> come on.
3: Hey, we want, I feel like they picked them for they picked him literally for us. That's how things were going back then. They're like, "I think that the fans want this guy." I really think that I played into I think everybody
0: it. was happy with the pick at the time, know, yeah. Which is, you know,
3: we don't know what we're talking about. Please don't do anything based off of a, the fans opinions based off of one single game. But also, isn't it also kind of proof that uh do we think it's like a record bad if we obviously Pat Noonan's not Pat Noonan yet then, but if we had Pat Noonan that we have now was our coach with like a little bit of runway, I think in general we do better even with our shitty players. I don't think yeah. we're St. Louis, but maybe we're not, uh, you know, if we had the Pat Noonan and Chris
1: Albright in year one, we would have made the playoffs or we would have at least been challenging for a playoff spot. Yeah. Like, I, I think, mean I think we're almost, we, we, it's, it's hard to overstate how incompetent everything was in year one. Like there were no positives whatsoever about that first roster, about that first coaching staff. What was the best thing that happened that year? Did we sign anyone that was worthwhile out of that first team? Literally Nick Haglund.
0: the best <laughs> was what Nick Haglund became and Frankie Amaya. And then he fucked that all up too. So
2: Greg Garza was good when he <laughs> <For> was healthy <laughs> So All four games, games, which was yeah. never, um, but it's, it's not just picking the players. Cause like it is impressive that they got like three guys in the expansion draft, but also like, man, like, like Bradley Carnell like has those guys playing really well. And it's kind of shocking that Red Bull, Let you him know, go. did really well with him and then just decided, yeah. no, we want, we don't want this guy. We want Struber,
0: you know, like, like, Really looks dumb right now with with what yeah. all's going on with Struber.
2: <laughs> but so like like Johnny Nelson yesterday was playing with like purpose and speed that you would only see last year when he was like deleting slurs off his Twitter timeline.
1: <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, I didn't see a headline about that. Not to interrupt your flow, I saw this in a Broadway World magazine. Uh-oh. Sit down, John. Former fans remind idiot former player that he is now gone 1776 times two minutes without scoring a goal in his career. (laughs)
3: <laughs> nice did you see this in a daily wire headline it said finally something for straight white men to cheer about johnny nelson relishes win in front of st louis faithful so <laughs> good for him that he finally found the perfect home always love probably guy.
1: furiously searching for a way to undelete tweets to try and endear <laughs> himself to the st louis fan base
2: well he'll, he'll have his shot uh, i'm sure he's, he's looking forward to attending the veiled profit ball is that the daddy daughter? That's the one where they all dress up like clansmen and then uh, crown a the teenager the queen of the ball. Yeah. Huh. Great. Disavow. <laughs> oh my
1: god. I know. I, I was like, should
3: yeah. I even tweet it about like I knew like no one would even get my reference about like Johnny Nelson deleting tweets? And some guy who I, you know, follows me was like, What are you even talking about? I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> I'm just like so annoyed. I'm like, you should know already. I'm like, he doesn't like gays and trans people. Okay. What do you expect? Look at him. Just take a guess. What do you think? He, Whatever you
2: think. He speaks, you know, like three years ago, the same way somebody born in the 80s spoke in like 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. G- and June Comprom- never ended. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did we did we find any other headlines? Yeah, it wasn't all doom us. and
3: gloom, Kevin. Okay. Um, okay. This one was from uh, Laurel Failer's Queen City Press. My work here is done. FCGM Albright takes victory lap after late Baji assist. So, <laughs> looks like all the pieces are starting to come together. So, Baji assisting
0: Santos. Yeah, we've got to put a lot of eggs in that basket right now, don't we? <laughs> uh,
4: I Chief, found...
3: i oh, to go ahead. This... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to, I was just going to say, I know Chief was excited seeing Santos pull that ball out of the goal and start running back with it as if the five, <laughs> the five goal <laughs> deficit was about to drop. He really plucked that thing out of the goal. You I was like, Here we go come on no, i would have done the same thing but it was hilarious i was like yep this <laughs> is the start
1: no it's 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 endlessly funny to me at all levels of soccer where some teams get absolutely dog walked as fc cincinnati was last night they score the goal and they're down four with three minutes to play and they run and grab the ball and restart it like no you get not you don't understand those 15 seconds that's the comeback time we need right there.
3: <laughs> did you hear the the announcers who, as usual week to week, sucked balls? Were like, uh, "Who do you think this delay favors?" Like, it's got to be FCC. I'm like, "Well, another swing a miss on that one." <laughs> Clearly, the delay really helped us out there, uh, Grayson. You had something special to share?
2: Oh no, um, <laughs> i don't <laughs> well, want to force it out of you. I, I did see something about the announcing crew, but I um. I wasn't gonna read it because I didn't. I didn't find the article all that noteworthy. But um, <laughs> this one was from MLS uh, Announcing crew explains affinity for St. Louis, proclaiming it the Chicago of the Midwest. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: I did get annoyed when they had like the third goal. They were like, oh, "That's like the nail in the coffin." I was like, "How oh, fuck dare you, buddy? <laughs> we got a lot." Of-
1: bullets left in that chamber huh?
0: especially at three nothing it's, you've yeah. seen us come back from that
3: like it's not a, that a, long a, ago come on
1: but as i've uh, said before i don't believe comebacks are possible in sports it's a catastrophe as soon as my team goes down by even one goal i just don't believe it's ever going to happen so don't <laughs> waste that way show. Yeah. two you minutes over, in <laughs> yeah, you, you get over being hurt real quick that way <laughs> and 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 this feels like a
2: waste of time to talk about after a 5-1 But I did see an article in the Sesame Street Gazette about the officiating. Oh. Um, It's, uh, I can count to this many. Referee holds up two fingers after St. Louis defender's second consecutive senseless senseless foul, forgets about his other fingers for fouls three to six.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did like that he pointed that out. He was like, hey, that was another bad one. I'm like, go ahead and card him something
2: about it i thought (laughs) that foul was independently cardable. like i didn't see any reason why he needed to hold up two
3: did obi ever recover from his i guess studsing that he got early in the game we thought he was injured and like it seemed like he was barking about it for the next 15 minutes and if he has a bad game i'm going to assume the rest of the team is not going to have a great game
2: i did see half of an article half of a headline on broaderworld.com but it didn't load so i don't i just all i could see was that it had something to do about the show stomp relocating from new york to st louis mm. yeah but i didn't see the full headline
3: so tweet us if you find that one no i don't
2: think
1: i will <clears throat> kevin would you mind ca-
3: no please no. this is more important for you chief go ahead
1: uh, it's, I was about to say there was another headline I, that did load on broadwayworld.com. I <laughs> really did a lot of research on that. I mean, there was so much good content Grayson brought from the website. I figured if they're, they're covering <laughs> FC Cincinnati, I got to get on it. Wait for me. FCC backline broken multiple times by St. Louis attackers, living it up on top. and annoying fan's epic chance. remind everyone how much we hate Deastown. Wow! <laughs> oh
2: my god! <laughs> <laughs> Hades Town, I love it. I love it. So, somewhere, Mages. Johnny
3: Nelson's calling you a very specific name right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. A friend. Yeah. Or a different F <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, He's calling god. you a cigarette, um, <laughs> or a bundle of sticks. Yeah. I. Um, can I honor? The listeners America? who suggested oh. um headlines. Could I rapid fire give you uh please. Please, no, save your like a graduation. Please save your applause for the end of these headlines. I there's not even any time to tell you which papers they're from, but thanks to everyone who submitted while I was sleeping. Tornado warning spinning Archimedes rated an F five for destroying all build up play. I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Grayson, for this one I wouldn't have thought of this Not really my thing Vasquez scoffs as coaches plead with him to keep possession Uh, (laughs) Open-vasion FC fans tied up and beaten by Apple Plus outage Before 5-1 bludgeoning leaves only splattered DNA Um, Did you guys see there was a quote from Brenner In this week's Gazeta de Povo I'm sure I pronounced that right Bye-bye, Bolsonaro Ciao Bella Mussolini? Okay, why not? <laughs> I don't know if Ciao Bella goes before or after. Anyways, gateway to the West. Nick Haglund shines as a monument to all attacking players seeking a new goal. So it's, he's a beacon of light for all attacking opposition. Anything most in there? The, uh, uh, most of the yeah.
1: backline played the role of monuments in this game. Yeah. In that they were just sort of standing still a lot.
2: So... It, it, the 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 Brenner headline was funny because I'm sure the article uh, mentioned that there's a Mussolini in Italian Parliament right now, but more importantly, there's a Mussolini who plays right back for Lazio.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. who's like just, the great grandson of the uh, the Mussolini. So like, if there was like a Hitler playing in the Bundesliga, I think people would have a problem with that, right? <laughs> and, and was a right-sided player,
0: like it just it's it's comical. <laughs>
3: you gotta invert him. You just gotta.
0: <laughs> you have to, buddy. You got it. You're on the left now. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> the oh final thing. This is actually an ESPN.com article. Unwritten rules: Miaska body checks St. Louis player for running during a free kick. Stand still or eat elbow, declares Cincy captain. So that guy had a lot of nerve. I'm glad Miasca did what he had to do and took out that guy who dared to run. Was
1: uh, was not a great line uh, game for the back line. So I'm glad Miasca was angry about something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you
3: know. No, please. Oh, I almost I almost said mascara, and we haven't it, we've. This is the longest we've gone this season without mentioning uh, our go, our golden boy, our <laughs> sweet we, prince.
0: We got to protect him as much as possible. No, I was just gonna say between Vasquez, Celentano, and Miazga, if you were to script the worst possible send off game before going to the national team, it would look something like this, where Vasquez doesn't score and they give up five goals, one bouncing off the head of Roman Celentano,
2: like. I did, about, I did see a headline about. I did see a headline about He said, uh, "They say it's the Paris of the Midwest." <laughs> Yerson Mascara explains plans to stay in Cincinnati long term.
1: They <laughs> yeah, we're keeping so he, everyone. It's not helping. Do you, think, do you think there's a way that we can just send Wolves this video, and when they ask how, how Yerson's been doing, just send him this game? It's like, oh, he's got a long way to go, guys. <laughs> he's Yerson again. <laughs> <Yersin>.
0: <laughs> We, uh yeah we gotta coordinate somehow that we um we just whenever he does well we should just all complain to wolves about him and that should be that should be the way that we try to cover it up a little bit.
3: Kevin, have oh, you been on uh, God. have you been on uh, the FC Facebook pages at all? Because there's oh. some strong Brenner opinions. Like they're never rated them he never cared I never cared about him I was like geez I didn't you didn't know people felt this strongly but uh yeah he wasn't a you know he wasn't at the Hyde Park Kroger so he was a piece of shit but once again if you're scoring goals you're a good friend of mine
0: yeah it's it's a weird spot in the season right now like it's hard to like in some ways, you could say St. Louis is very lucky. And I don't know how you get lucky in a five to one scoreline, but I think you could I think you could say St. Louis was pretty fortunate on the night. But if this entire season is just gonna come down to being lucky versus unlucky, it's really disappointing. And I know this is something we typically go into post uh headlines, but uh Jonah, I just want a vibes check. Are you we're one point off the Supporter Shield lead. We are tied on points and on wins, which is the second tiebreaker for the Eastern Conference <clears throat> lead. But how are you feeling so far about this season?
3: I hate to be that guy, but I didn't think we were that great before this game. I thought we were pretty a good team, maybe very good team. But so I feel like we're kind of going to – maybe this will tilt us back to – the reality of the team from everyone who's watched every game, which is probably a reason that chief is more concerned because like we haven't looked really amazing yet, but we've won. But as Matt Doyle likes to repeatedly point out, that's a sign of a good team. To- <laughs> that's <laughs> thing you just, when you don't know what else to say about a team that keeps winning in spite of how they look, you say, Hey, that's a sign of a good team. They keep winning, even though they look like absolute dog. Shit, well, but- <laughs> well,
2: this week he changed his tune a little bit. He said the other sign of a good team is playing
3: good soccer. <laughs> hey, don't push it so uh, i'm feeling i'm still feeling pretty good i think we're a home playoff team and i think we'll be in the race for everything this season but yeah at some point we'll, we'll have to start scoring some goals i'm less worried about the giving up five than the fact that we only scored when the game was done and dusted and it was kind of
1: like well irrelevant. having having said that and seeing that i did see this one headline on this topic um in variety um wasn't this the plot to Batman Begins? FCC goal differential evaporates in single loss to St. Louis city.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the city took it from us. Oh geez. Yeah. On That's... that note.
3: Well, I, what, what note? I don't know. He's, <laughs> He's running away. He's he doesn't just, like the negativity.
1: I know. I guess. It's I just get like giving like- him flashbacks for why he quit. KLR, which is relentless, <laughs> relentless parade of bad news, and sitting around with Zach talking about a five to one beatdown. There's just no positives. Well, my my
3: son, uh, my son's team lost their first game today, eight to nothing, possibly nine to nothing. Couldn't. Uh, in the thir- third quarter, they pulled a player. Fourth quarter, they pulled. Two more players <laughs> And we still never scored a goal oh, no. These were like a team of Chiefs out there I've never seen kids this big So Kilgore if you're out there listening I don't like you And I don't like what you're doing to these kids Clearly you're There's something funky in the water at Kilgore And something in the milk Bunch of white LeBrons out there Fucking styling all over my <laughs> son's team So it's been a weekend The last thing I'll leave you guys with is Brandon Vasquez for US Men's National Team Is a joke one of our fans on the facebook page (laughs) (laughs) and and one of the comments uh says does the u.s men's national team collaborate with the mls could calling a player up mess with the mls maybe prevent teams from excelling interesting conspiracy (laughs) they're out to get the, the fcc by calling up Brandon. so you think you've heard it all no, the big brain takes are still out there, so, so if we can get this Ray character on the postcast, he might have some
1: quality stuff damn. Guys. Bef- before we Before you leave us, Jonah, in honor of sitting on a podcast talking about FCC getting the piss beat out of it, who are you voting off the island this week?
3: <laughs> FCC it, survivor. I know, it's an easy one. Like, right? It's this, this early in the season, it's all fun and games until like week five, and you're like, uh, I think Lucho. <laughs> like you're, not, you're like, damn, I'm out of place. Uh, you already voted off Archimedes, right? So I yeah. won't even pretend to. Uh, Angulo, two weeks ago, I said. We got to have some patience. Well, it's over. Sorry. You got to go. <laughs> Someone's got to go and it's got to be you. And the no hair line. can only last so much. You know, he's going to show up with braids or like a haircut. worn to be like, this is it, baby. He's ready now. He's <laughs> taking this fucking seriously. But uh, I'll
1: It'll, hang up it, and listen to you guys. The tell blonde me about hair. It'll go. Yeah. Blonde dye that, that whole sign. thing
3: blonde. Carlos Valderrama. And you'll have your transfer feel go up. The because tribe of, has spoken. Uh, yeah. And Jonah, bless. Thank you. <clears throat> oh wait, hold on. I have six more headlines. No, I'm sorry. Oh wait, no, wait. No, I'm, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a Modelo with iced coffee and uh, sleep until I can wake up and listen to you. I, got, guys. I, got, got I, have, I have one question before you go. I'm sorry.
2: Sorry oh to keep you. I'm in no rush.
3: Love is blind reunion is all I got left tonight.
2: Is uh, is, how's how's FC Cincinnati Facebook taking Manuel Desma's goal?
3: <laughs> I have not seen that, but I have. The last thing I saw I was arguing with people that he what they, who said he wasn't MLS quality and I'm like getting so serious I'm like oh yeah leading scorer for or not even but like six goals or five goals and four assists would say otherwise or something so that's where I'm at right <laughs> he now just beat, he just beat uh, he beat Bill Hamid this weekend from distance he's basically still in the MLS so yeah yeah same. I mean that left foot he could be doing that until he's 55 years old you know who's the guy, Romario, Ram- Ram- the guy who yes. was chasing like a thousand goals. <laughs> He's just like, I'm gonna keep playing at every league. That could be Ledesma, but also Manu, come back, Jeff, if you're listening, make, it make him that Jimmy offer, please. This is where he belongs. Let him be the ambassador we need. Uh, we also didn't we all see him at the Open Cup game last year, the Pittsburgh game. We saw him in the yeah, he was in the in the suite, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't bother I him. No, I didn't. You should we should have. I saw another <laughs> podcast with people who were bothering him. I won't call it any names, but here at the Post Cincy, we let we let fellow celebs just be chill and hang out. We don't like know? to be part
2: of the story here. Right? Yeah. We're, we're fans first yeah. and foremost.
3: Maybe we hang out with Brenner's agent too, but we just don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what oh we're talking God. about. <laughs> All right. God bless. out this part. God bless uh... America. Look forward to hearing your audio, Chief. This is your week to shine. <laughs> I believe it. Last week was an aberration. I don't I don't even understand what's going on at this point. Brenner We're out. My... Me out. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>
0: god no thank you to jonah as always for bringing us the uh, the weekend's headlines um (laughs) i uh yeah i don't know how much more i want to talk about this game i don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about um
1: what are these so i guess maybe my my question is and this is sort of maybe the i don't want to talk about the goals yeah that That goal that scored off the post, off the back of Celentano's head is as close to the butt fumble as we're going to see FC Cincinnati commit. Um, Except for Alan Cruz tackling (laughs) Yuja (laughs) Kubo. But that didn't result in a goal.
0: So that was funny.
1: Spiritually. Spiritually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So here's my question. And this is like what I've been wrestling with since last night. As I watch this. The belief has been that there that FC Cincinnati was winning games. And oh, when this team puts it together, you know, it's not just gonna be one goal wins. They're gonna the offense is gonna get back on track, things are gonna get better. Have we already seen the best soccer FC Cincinnati is gonna play this year? And that's the level that mm. is the top, and that there isn't a second gear for this team to hit.
0: Uh I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna be Mr. Optimist in in this podcast here because I'm I'm not ready to panic. And I'll say this. I don't think one, I think Brenner's a lost cause here. <laughs> like I think I think he was checked out before this season. I mean, at least we forget he disappeared this preseason pissed that he didn't get a move abroad. He's doing it again uh to get his move. And it's hard to win an MLS when you're most Expensive player, not most valuable player, although same thing in this case, uh, isn't playing. Uh, This team is terrible without Lucho. That's a flaw of this team, sure, but it's also a flaw of the salary cap system. There isn't a backup for him. And in this game, I'll give Noonan credit for trying to play without his position at all. Trying something brand new, and it didn't work. And I'd rather take those risks now against a Western Conference opponent than... You know, down the stretch when you're desperately trying to figure out something that's new. I think Vasquez is in a weird place, and I don't think setting up the team yesterday was beneficial to him scoring lots of goals. So I will say we haven't had our best team on the field. I do think this team will find another gear this summer, and I think there's been too much... There's too much around this specific game and too much this season that I'm willing to discount to say that it's worth panicking about. It's a long season. It's a long season.
2: The team last year played better soccer without Lucho than they have this year. That's fair. And yeah, like Brenner played, I think, most of those games, which is a problem for any thought that they're going to be better this year. But they're better in other positions. Uh, than they were last year. Um, I thought it was an interesting attempt. Uh, but I think part of being a coach is like knowing
4: like what like being like an like a decent coach is
2: like coming up with ideas and like being a good coach is like being able to like kind of think like, are these ideas going to work with my personnel? And I'm not saying Noonan had no reason to believe that that would work with his personnel,
4: but like what would have been the problem of
2: doing kind of what Philly did when they didn't have, you know, start with most of their attackers and just kind of
4: bunker, make St. Louis break you down
2: and then try to, try to take advantage on counter ca- counterattacking attempts when they happen. Like, why did we have so right. much of the ball? Why did we go with like a three four three thinking we were going to do something against a team that's entire
1: identity is winning the ball and going yeah. straight to goal? Yeah. yeah. And that's specifically you spend all this time setting up, giving minutes to Angulo, giving minutes to Pinto. I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm harder on him than everybody else is around here, but that's because I just don't think he's any good. I don't understand why Kimi Ordonez is getting minutes that it's his first time playing all year and you're trusting him to play an important role and get important minutes up top. Those should be minutes to go to Dominic Baji. I'm sorry, Baji's an MLS veteran for a game where you were going to need to grind a result out. You should have had players on the field who had at least played this season if not previous seasons and giving uh, Ordonez his first start in this kind of situation where he was utterly ineffective. um, I just, I don't understand that rationale from Noonan. And that's not an, I mean, I still think he's a great coach. It's one game, but like that was puzzling to me. There were a lot of puzzling decisions. And I guess your point, Kevin, I'd rather, you'd rather, I guess a manager go for it than, Concede play for the nil nil or the one nil, but I don't know what the what was the what was the best case scenario yesterday? I just I just don't think there was a reality where they break out and score a bunch of goals. So why not be pragmatic? And that's that's the Philly model is pragmatism. It's not this. This was the opposite of the Philly model. This was thinking outside the box, but like way too far outside the box.
0: Yeah, um, this was getting cute and then I, I don't know not trusting the bench to get him out of it. Like there was it took too long to bail on a bad idea.
4: I don't know. Um a point I wanna just kind of hammer home here is I guess to, to set this up. We're gonna kinda see what Chris Albright has,
2: I think in the next two windows because he's going to have to replace Brenner. He's going to probably have to replace Brandon Vasquez. Um, Probably going to have to have to sign a couple of center backs, maybe some more midfielders, maybe sign another U22 player. I mean, there's going to be a decent amount of lost roster turnover in the next like calendar year. And, um,
4: the team that beat us yesterday did not have, did not
2: have like in any way, shape, or form more talent on the field than we had. And I guess that like, I, I don't like know how to describe it. Like, Jared Stroud made $84,000 last year. <laughs> um, they had,
4: you know, three guys from the expansion draft. Um,
2: Klaus was struggling in Belgium, um, but, but they've, they were somehow able to identify him and make him a, a good player. They got a couple of guys. They got, uh, Alm from Sweden. Um, Norwinsky was a free agent from Vancouver who signed or who was making like $200,000 last year. And it felt like Vancouver was a very good team. Uh Tim Parker, Houston is paying St. Louis <laughs> to have Tim Parker on their roster. Um, yes. Hebert, Hebert last year was an undrafted college player that they signed to St. Louis city too. And then signed him to a pro- pro- professional deal. Um, after the MLS next pro season last year. Um, they obviously like, performed and they've been performing all year but they weren't better players than we had but they were i guess i don't know what to say like identified ch- as players that fit the system
1: or well, the identity the, of the team it's the chelsea problem it's i've been you're watching it play out real time in the premier league is that chelsea there's a shitload of money they've spent on that roster but they're just the talent just doesn't fit together and they're missing a very key piece. They don't have a striker. So they struggle to finish. They struggle to score goals. And what you're watching with FC Cincinnati last night, to me, is the two most important pieces on the field for this team. One of them wasn't there. That's Lucho Acosta. And they have absolutely no answers for when Lucho Acosta isn't on this team. I'm sorry. I know people are saying online that, oh, it would have been different if Kubo was there. Kubo has not played well, flat out in anything other than a defensive mid role for this team. When he's been asked to do something other than that, he's been thoroughly mediocre. So I don't even know that Yuyakubo makes a big difference if he's available for selection last night. It's better for sure, but he's not particularly good. And the other thing that they didn't have is they've got Brandon Vasquez, who is playing actively bad. Like, Brandon Vasquez, the way he is playing right now, is hurting the team. He is worse than a below-replacement-level MLS player right now with his play on the field. He's very talented, but his form right now should be getting him dropped from the lineup until he gets things figured out because he is squandering opportunities, he's tripping over the ball, and I'm ready to hit the panic button right now on him. There is something not right with Brandon Vasquez. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he's some sort of a lingering injury that is causing him problems that he's dealing with and not telling anyone about. I don't know if he's deep in his own head because he's trying to push himself to play his way to Europe or to to continue to impress for the national team, but something is wrong because this is not the Brandon Vasquez we saw last year that scored all those goals and was threatening. This Brandon Vasquez looks like he couldn't hit the, uh, the ocean from a dock.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still hitting the panic button on Brandon, but It feels it feels it still feels mental. Yeah, it feels feels, very mental. It feels like he feels more pressure than he's ever felt because of because of the national team stuff, because of the impending transfer, maybe in part because of the new contract. Well, even
0: the transfer of Brenner, I mean, yeah, assuming he's going to stay through this season no matter what, like it's supposed to be his team and his goal scoring supposed to Dictate the future of this team, and maybe he's finally feeling it that like this
2: team will ride and die with him. Because it feels like there's no there's no good reason based on the chances he's missed. is Brandon the right shouldn't spots. have three four goals this year. Yeah. Should
1: have had one last night. Should have had one last night. Yeah.
2: Should I mean, have it's a penalty just, it's, last night. but Yeah. It's also should have had a penalty last night. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I mean the, the way he's playing, I, I agree. It, it probably is mental. But like there was one sequence last night where. One where he tripped over the ball, just flat out, like had an opportunity to create something and tripped over the soccer ball. And then there was another one where he just looked indecisive, didn't know whether he wanted to shoot, didn't know whether he wanted to take a touch. And by the time he actually makes his mind up, he's been dispossessed. And Brandon Vasquez last year was playing on instinct and that something was happening. Whatever it was he was doing, he was being decisive about it. And he's incredibly indecisive right now. And what was St. Louis? They didn't have more talent than FC Cincinnati had last night, but their talent was more equally distributed. And they weren't missing key players on the field and didn't have one of their best players so deep in his own, you know, up his own ass with his head that he was actively hurting the team out there. So that's what's frustrating about this. I do want to say, though, that St. Louis is able to play four at the
2: back with Johnny Nelson. A guy from St. Louis City, too. And then two defenders who played on two of the worst teams in MLS last year that their teams, one of them is paying St. Louis to have him. And the other one, you know, just. Didn't sign him as a like, let him walk as a free agent. And they're able to play a four at the back. And I don't know if that's like. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's like a talent identifying problem where you're finding players that fit the profile no matter what their current state of their career is
4: or if it's a coaching problem Mm. but like it still feels like we're not getting
2: as much out of our talent yeah as we should be getting we should have we
0: should have been able to out talent this team, yeah. Like plan or not, we had more talented players. We also had you a numerical advantage. We had weird. They're playing four at the back, which is great. That sounds like something we would love. Uh, last night we played three in the back, uh, and we, we sort of functionally do with Arias or Gaddis on the right and Barrio on the left. But we had we had more numbers in in midfield in the attack than they did, and that wouldn't have noticed it yeah it didn't feel that way. The gap between the midfield and the attack was huge, and it was just not connecting well and it was it was just really disappointing and yeah, when you look at your bench and it's Angulo and pinto and and unretired ray gattis and and there's no kubo even on the bench, it's like What do you have to try to get out of this? I don't know. I still think given how this team has played in the past, it was weird going without a 10. So they basically put Ordonez, uh, Santos, and Vasquez as a front three up there with Wobodo Moreno supposed to be anchoring the midfield. And then you have your wingbacks, but then that leaves a gigantic gap in that sort of attacking midfield role that, in the past has been filled by Brenner dropping deep. Vasquez does a little bit, but he's not nearly as good with the ball at his feet as as we're seeing play out in real time in the box, sadly. Um, I thought that was more Ordonez's game, but that just wasn't really what was happening. And yeah, just, I don't know. Is this Noonan got the tactics wrong? I mean, I'm, I'm willing to say that this was the worst game under Pat Noonan. I think this was worse than the Austin game.
2: I think, so. I think so. I think he probably got the tactics wrong. I also think based on how indecisive people were and how confused everybody looked on the field. And I'm sorry, at times a significant lack of effort, mm-hmm. frequently getting beaten to the beaten to the ball. Um, like that Gioacchini
4: goal, just as an example. Um, I can't help but think that the Brenner drama
2: affected the lo- affected the locker room this week.
1: well, not only yeah. the Brenner drama, but you've got the Brenner drama. you've got three players about ready to leave for the national team. Um, you look at this game, you're playing an expansion team i would it shock me if they were there were multiple people on this team already looking past this game? no no
0: nope.
1: especially when
0: I mean, yes, St. Louis is off to a good start, but yeah, expansion team on the road, Western Conference team. You think you got this one in the back. <laughs> you know, you're you're already looking ahead at oh, we got this one, then Portland at home, a struggling Portland. Hey, this will be a nice little run of games, and then it doesn't happen. Um
1: and then Portland beats Seattle 4 one.
0: Let's not talk about that. I'm not ready.
1: No. <laughs> you get one of these games a year. If you're a good team, you get one. And if you go back and you look at teams that win MLS Cup, and if that's where you think this team should be at the level of, then you, the most teams you can go back and you can find a a four nil beat. You got to go a ways back before you find an MLS Cup champion that gave up five. But you, most teams will most teams will lay one egg like this a year. The question yeah. becomes. Do you let it happen again? Because very few MLS cup winning teams have another game like this. So to me, I, the the one thing you can't do, and I saw this online and it was infuriating me. You can't hand wave this game. It fucking happened. We all watched it happen for whatever reason it happened. It happened, but this reveals something about the team that we didn't know going into it. There is no such thing in sports as a result that doesn't reveal something about your team. Um, And in this game, what it revealed is, A, you might already know this, but this team sucks without Lucho Acosta. And they desperately need to address getting a backup for him in the summer window. Uh, B, that this team can mentally switch off because they mentally switched off in this game. Um, They came out flat. They stayed flat. You waited for them to get up. They never got up. And C, the third thing you learn about this game, is that this team does not do well when it has to deviate from what it wants to do. They try to do something different in this game. They just don't have the personnel to be anything other than what their personnel dictates that they do. So I I think that everyone in this fan base needs to resist the temptation just to be like, oh, this was an aberration. It'll never happen again. It might not happen again, but it you, you learned some things about this team and you're really going to learn some things about this team based on how it comes out next week against Portland.
2: Yep. Yeah, and I to, to piggyback off that point of the Chiefs' first point, um, LAFC last year lost to Austin 4-1. Philly Union last year lost to Charlotte 4-0. Those are the two teams that finished tied on points at the top of the standings last year. LAFC got the tiebreaker, but they both had games, you know, that were
4: bad. And no, we beat Philly three to one, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to litigate the difference between like five, one and four 0 oh, to me. It's the same. Right. Um, But. This there's, there's a lot of ways you can, you can come out of this game and obviously everything I, but obviously, but I agree with most of what the chief said that a game like this reveals a lot of things about your team.
4: Um, we have like a brain trust of a coaching staff to, they got a lot of things to look at (laughs) and hopefully you can like, like,
2: like, there's a lot of things you can look at from this game to like, figure out what went wrong. Cause a lot of things went wrong. Um, it would be, and I know that, that the staff, Albright, Noonan have been muted about the expectations for this team.
4: But, finishing the season last year, they were in the best form in the East. They yeah. were, as, like, after Matt Miazga came, they were very strongly likely the second best team in the Eastern Conference. If they don't finish at least with you know top top what
2: what's it? I don't I don't know how to think about it with the new playoff format, but like if <laughs> they don't have like the new playoff
1: format is <laughs> if, they, if they don't have if they don't
2: have like the home field for the series, yeah, and aren't like a top half playoff team, yeah, and that's to me like kind of low expectations for what we should be thinking about this season. That has been a complete failure. You have to ask questions about what was done in yeah. in the offseason to make this team better because they have open senior they have open senior roster spots. You know, there's deals they didn't get done. Um, there are we talked about them clear holes in this roster coming into the season. Um, they spent a lot of money on a player like Marco Angulo, who I'm not ready to write off yet. My, ex- my expectations for him, I laid out, I think, pretty clearly by the end of the season, he should be a player who is in or around the starting lineup for your best 11 going into the going into the playoffs. And you could, like, say he's there now, but he's like not really there, you know, but I think we need to look at the end of the season mm-hmm. and where he is by the end of the season. Um,
4: but. And they've and Noonan has
2: also talked about them looking at replacements for Brenner. We could talk about the Brenner deal in a little bit and yeah. in more detail. But what are they going to do about that? Like that's that's going to be a huge question mark for 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 Chris Albright. And if he doesn't answer that question very positively,
4: man, that that's another that's another failure because
2: they don't have the dogs to, to contend for trophies without replacing Brenner.
0: No, no. And no. yeah, there's a lot of money, as you said, not contributing, uh, at this moment. Um, namely Yu Yakuba's salary. So yeah, no, there's, there's a lot to go on there. Um, I, I feel like what we're an hour into this. I should probably mention this game was on a two hour, rain delay weather delay uh before it was able to kick off so i don't know if i were just analyzing that in a vacuum i'd say that probably impacts the away team more than the home team uh doesn't excuse the score by any means but another factor that plays into that st louis game and um yeah i I do want to to move on we'll we'll talk about this in a moment the uh the brenner thing but i'll leave you with this sitting in second place in the usl eastern conference with four wins 12 points louisville city so just yikes it's it's they're they're not bad (laughs) so they never are ever are. <laughs> so, something something to to dread about over the next couple of weeks there. So, yeah, let's let's uh move on over to our final part. We'll definitely talk about the uh the Brenner transfer drama and then uh and then we'll get out of here. So, we're back and I mean, we we'll, we'll talk about Brenner, but I I do want to talk about this. The first half first half hour most of the game uh there was an apple tv outage that impacted just about anybody trying to watch it on an apple tv it looked like only web browsers were working Um, just a complete (laughs)
1: clusterfuck from i I know we've i know we've moved on but i did see this headline in (laughs) (laughs) MacWorld magazine you're holding it wrong (laughs) apple blames users for errors in apple tv streaming
0: yeah that was that was rough uh weird that like apple didn't acknowledge it there was one official fcc tweet saying that they know there's issues with the service but i don't know maybe i missed where apple acknowledged it but um yeah that was disappointing no
1: i had no problems watching the game i
0: son of a gun (laughs) fired it up on my phone
1: as i was leaving the concert that i thought i was gonna miss the entire game watching and then uh came home and it was already working on my tv so I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all didn't pay your bill. Is that what it is? <laughs> it was very weird. It you it tried turning up, it on and turning it off again.
0: <laughs> it showed up that you had canceled your subscription. Uh, but then when I went in to try to get myself a six day free trial just to see what would happen, it told me I already had a subscription. So that was very confusing. Um, and yeah, that that impacted uh Apple TV Plus as well. I think Apple Music was down for a lot of users. So um That was, uh,
1: I don't know. Is this the the future for all streaming services and sports content in North America? That just periodically the streaming service will go down. And if, (laughs) all right, so if you're a sports league and you know the stream, the TV stream has gone down and you are on a single platform, shouldn't you stop? (laughs) Like, shouldn't, shouldn't you just stop the game until you're it, it's a television product at the end of the day they make more money off tv than anything else i mean so that's that's the why big wouldn't thing you in, just pause
0: <laughs> yeah it's the big thing in basketball right you have your you under 12 you're under eight you know you have your built-in media timeouts it is something that makes the product suffer in person for the benefit of money making on tv like yeah, can you imagine if
1: there's like a button at apple central and like tim apple can hit the switch and alert mls nope streams down everybody stop what you're doing freeze everybody freeze we just wait until things pop up again to get going
0: you could try to hide it too like you could have like a designated apple employee streaker who has to run out onto the field or
1: every location simultaneously (laughs) and there's a streaker on the field at every single one or hell it's fucking soccer why not just have somebody go down with like a phantom injury and start rolling around and yeah every game has 23 minutes of stoppage time as they're trying to get the feed back up for apple tv <laughs> it's
0: it's worth considering i'm just saying yeah. uh, well scare
1: could definitely do that he likes to ham it up they can just get like the referee in the earpiece and just say hey yerson yerson uh apple tv is having issues they think it's going to take 15 minutes to uh to get this all sorted can you just do your thing do your thing for a little bit and then you know problem solved
0: <laughs> yeah I like this. You have a union rep on every team. you need an apple rep on every team as well just just to help get us over the line. You talk
1: about the money they're paying i'm so, I'm shocked they don't insist on things like that it is It is funny about that
0: although and this might have been related to why the service was down, but there is a uh there's a apple t v Uh, operating system update out right now for uh of one of the features it includes is multi-view so i know that was a thing a lot of people liked on espn plus Uh, multi-view is being demoed right now i don't know if that means it'll come to the apple tv app on other platforms but it will be a part of the operating system on the apple tv device itself so if you liked multi-view get your hopes up um that's enough about the uh yield apple. Um let's talk about Brenner. Uh Grace and I'll, I'll try to summarize this and I'll I'll go to you on on how I should feel about this, but um it appears to be a done deal pending a medical this week which I don't know. Does that happen in Italy? Does that happen here? And they trust our doctors. I assume it happens in Italy. Uh, But that will be a $10 million deal to Italian club Udinese in, uh, in, in Italy there, Syria. This is a huge deal. This would be one of their largest transfers ever. Uh if you want another name to keep an eye on, they have a striker themselves named Beto, uh not running for governor of Texas, uh which is weird. Uh but he is expected to be but making a super
1: underrated song by the band Dispatch. So, there's <laughs> there <you> that.
0: Are. <laughs> uh but he's expected to be making a 30 plus million dollar move elsewhere in Europe and it looks like Brenner's going to be their replacement. Um This was one of the teams that I think offered $9 million in the winter transfer window uh, that was in for Brenner before has come back Uh, work visa issues. I don't think are such an issue in Italy. That shouldn't be a problem. And. Should this be finalized next week, it would not become a reality until July, July 1st, I assume, uh, where Brenner will then have his contract terminated with FCC and he will begin employment in Italy. Grayson, I get that about right. And if so, how should we feel about it?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's about right. And I think the reporting that I saw is that he's going there. Okay. for a physical but also that he'll be here that he's expected to play next weekend against or at least be available next weekend against Portland. Um I think you got it, you know, basically right. Um this is like I I went back and looked at Udinese's incoming transfers. Mhm. This is a pretty big transfer for them. Like $10 million uh, without even looking at whatever the incentives might be it's only like a 5% uh, sell on clause as you may you may have mentioned um, mm,
0: I did not get into sell on yeah, so just We to talk about that yeah
2: so there's only a, there's only a 5% sell on but I don't think it's been reported anywhere what the incentives are so yeah. it could end up being more than 10 million for us um, Sao Paulo doesn't get anything Except for the uh, discovery, or not discovery. What do they call it? Solidarity. 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 Yeah, the solidarity yeah. payment, like the training payment. Because uh, we didn't make any money on the deal, um. So,
4: I mean, honestly, like, I
2: think it's a good. I think it's a good deal for us. Yeah. Um. I don't know that I would have paid like ten million guaranteed dollars for Brenner if I was a <laughs> if I was a European team. The way he looks uh, right now,
0: no hell, um, not even on the back of one good season for us. Plus, it, once he
1: gets the idea in his head, he wants to move to Spain or England. He's gonna fucking no show and pout until he gets his transfer out. It seems. Yeah,
2: it is. It is way better than Udinese reportedly offered in January. Um, yeah, Tom Bogart. Uh, reported that it was nine million dollars, including incentives mm. in January, which may have been no dollars,
0: uh, <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: plus, like nine million based on like certain incentives being hit. So this is ten million plus incentives. It's a gr- it's it's like looks like you know Albright made a good move, not selling in January and waiting for the summer. Um, I want to address the Nottingham Forest deal. As well, because I just want to remind people like that it was fake. It was fake. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but it tricked (laughs) Renner. It was it was like it was a real deal. But it was fake money, right? Because there was it was there was nothing on the table from Nottingham Forest side because he was almost certainly I would say certainly not going to get a work permit. And any transfer fee coming our way would have been dependent on him getting a work permit, first and foremost, much less helping keep Nottingham Forest up. Yeah,
0: it was a um, loan which, deal,
2: which, which was pretty
1: eight, easy eight, out. Yeah. They're 18th right now. Still, and they've right, lost now right now they're four back, down. Yeah, they've <laughs> lost four of their last five matches.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so that deal was we lose Brenner for half the season and then get him back and he's pissed off because there wasn't a deal that sent him (laughs) to Europe permanently. Um, So this, this is by far the best offer that we've heard uh, for Brenner services. Um, Other than I, I, I mean, this stuff is all out there, so you have to kind of acknowledge it, but like there was some suggestion before last season that FC Cincinnati could have gotten their money back by like, selling Brenner to Saudi Arabia. Um, mm. No teams or numbers were attached to that. And that sounds again, like fake Agent news. Talk.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's the, the only thing about
2: this deal that I don't like is why it had to happen and be disruptive right
1: now. Yeah. I'll see. This is my favorite part of the deal. So, um, I'm going to take this from a different tact. I think this is a good, I agree with 99% of what Grayson said right there. Um, this was a good bit of business from Albright, and it had to happen now for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the reason now, honestly, and I'm sure someone will come out with this and this reporting will get, get out there eventually, but I'm just speculating right now as to this. My speculation is that this was a forced move on Brenner's camp that there is a little bit of panic setting in at his lack of production to start the season. And there was an offer on the table and it was, we need to get this deal signed and get him over to Europe, either him or his agent get over to Europe before this deal goes away because the goals aren't coming. And whether that's him seeing how the offense is going him seeing how he's being defended this year or him just seeing the numbers on the stat sheet and thinking we need to force this deal. I would be shocked. Shock might be too strong. I would be surprised if the eventual reporting here, isn't that Brenner's camp forced this deal to happen now before the potential existed for them to get to the summer window and him only be sitting on one or two goals. But having yeah. said that, yeah. um. I'm happy it happened now because now it has taken one piece of uncertainty off the table or the summer window. Because the problem with, with a DP is that you can't bring a DP in when you're full unless you know for certain one is going out. And the timing has to match up. And you can't be in a situation where we think we have a deal for Brenner. And then the deal falls through at the 11th hour. And then all of a sudden, you can't make the transfer in for his replacement or it takes too long for the deal to come together and you don't have the ability to bring that other deal back in time. Now it's done, which means that Albright has a couple of months to line up his replacement to have them ready to go ahead of the summer window. It means, theoretically, they can sign that deal now and get that player over to the United States, get a visa, get the player training with the team, get the living situation sorted out so that it isn't some mad dash to complete something and everything's in flux and the player is taking weeks to integrate into the lineup. This deal happening now removes a huge issue with acquiring the replacement. But what it also does is I don't want to hear any of the bullshit this go around like we went through with Miazga. There's time now. This is a major piece. Get the deal done. Get the replacement lined up. Have the replacement in on time and ready to hit the ground running as soon as the window opens up this summer. So I don't mind the signing happening this early out. I think that as we got closer to the window, I think Brenner would have started making business decisions anyway. So yeah, I don't know what version of Brenner we're going to get. Um, and I think a lot of that's going to be dependent on what exactly the terms of the contract are for how things happen between now and when he starts over in Italy, uh, in terms of guarantees against injury, that sort of thing. but that was always going to be a risk, regardless. so I'm not as worried about that. so, yeah, for given how he started the season with his form, the issue with him leaving because his transfer didn't happen prior to the season starting, you had to get him out now. Uh, yeah. The only thing worse than then losing Brenner is having a malcontent Brenner making business decisions because he thinks that you didn't work hard enough to get him out and he's going to start protecting himself and looking out for his own interests ahead of anything else.
2: Yeah, but it's just just crazy that like, what's the difference between getting the deal done last week and getting getting it done this week? You know, like, (laughs) I'm salty at, (laughs) I'm salty at, you know, the fact that Brenner Sat out on a game when his team clearly needed him.
1: Well, if you believe um, Pat's, if you believe Pat Brennan's reporting, he's actually hurt. If you that believe that, but we that's should, not why should...
4: he sat out. Like <clears throat>
2: the the mm. reporting was that he was actually suffering. He actually had like a like some type of like knock early in the week,
0: a back issue, I believe. Yeah. But that he
2: sat out. Because of because of the deal negotiations and. He's not going to he's not going to start playing for Udinese next week. (laughs) He's going to be he's good. He can only be transferred there after I think July 1st is when their window opens. So. You've got three months. um, And this is real money on the table. Like this is a, this is the type of deal that I think the team has always signaled it would always it would take ten million dollars and up for Brenner, and like I know it's
4: not Brenner's fault that um they
2: they paid thirteen million dollars for him or whatever, but it is his fault he signed a five year deal. Yeah, with FC Cincinnati, so
4: it <laughs> I it, didn't does even it argue just doesn't
2: yeah. It just doesn't sit great with me that he sat out at least one game. Probably potentially he's going to sit out more. Missed a whole bunch, a whole chunk of the preseason. Um, And, you know, best of luck in at, at, at Udinese. And I really do hope that he that he does really well because if he does really well and then Udinese sells him for $40 million, my team gets another $2 million out of the deal and gets that much closer to uh, uh, breaking even on it. But um, I agree with what Chief said. There's been plenty of time, not just starting now. There's been plenty of time since last off season (laughs) and before that, yeah. To start scouting Brenner's replacement. I mean, since Albright so, came into the job, yeah. <laughs> and Noonan has been. Noonan has said that they've looked at players. All the reporting, like Tom Bogert, has you know, tweeted and reported that he expects FC Cincinnati to make a big swing. Um, I, it does look like that's not going to be until the summer. Um, I did toy around with like an idea. That it was really important to complete the transfer this past week and do some type of loan back, because I think I think European teams can sign players outside the window; they just can't add them to their roster.
0: Yeah, they can't register them as the
2: uh, the mechanism. Yeah. So, like, maybe there was a world where they sign Brenner, loan him back to us till July first. But that frees up the DP spot because his transfer fee is off the is off the budget. And then only his salary until July 1st is on our budget. So he's a TAM player at that point. And then maybe you could sign the DP, the DP replacement this now. coming week before the 24th. <laughs> um, I, that's that's not going to happen, obviously. But it would
4: have
2: been it would have been a fun it would have been a really fun situation to have like Brenner backing up our new our new designated player uh, (laughs) until July,
0: which I mean, this is about the time Obi joined. So like if there is another really good striker on a Turkish relegation side, keep your
2: eyes peeled as to whether or not they're playing. But if they were going (laughs) to sign a guy like. We got a U-22 spot. And we yeah. could easily free up Barrios' U twenty two spot if we wanted to sign players. Like I just don't know. What, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Right? Maybe
1: Albright calls. Uh, calls his old buddies at Chelsea. Christian Pulisic, not exactly long for the world. Over. We all know how much he likes playing in Cincinnati. So.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that would, <laughs> don't make me like him. Um, I do. He would want to like point the typical out.
2: crowd for an FC Cincinnati game, though. More than he would like the crowd for a U.S. men's national team (laughs) against a non-European team.
0: Oh, but Pulisic for a League's Cup game where we get overrun by Chivas fans would be (laughs) be, be... a good time for some takes. Uh, No, I do want to point out, though, that, like, this sort of coordinated attack from Brenner's camp and Udinese giving us this offer, uh, I know a lot of people in NBA talks love this, um, is is supposed to be illegal. The other team is not supposed to be able to talk to your player unless you give them permission. Now, maybe, maybe that did happen, um, but the teams are supposed to come to a transfer agreement before personal terms get reached. And if, uh, I don't know if, if Udinese is reaching directly out to Brenner saying, Hey, your club has this offer on the table. They're not accepting it. Ask them to, you know, with for your actions. Um, that, that ought to be tampering, and we know Jeff Burding has won a, a tampering case against MLS teams, so I don't know what the situation is here. I don't know how hard these things are to prove, but this does feel like something that shouldn't happen. You're allowed to talk to a player when they're in the last six months of their contract, but Brenner, Brenner is not. Um, I am curious,
1: though. Yeah. What, what's your take on this, both of you? I think Albright is happy yeah. to get Brenner off this team. I think that he was not an Albright guy the way he plays and his sort of like attitude we've seen from Brenner doesn't strike me as an Albright Noonan type of guy. So I I tend to think that there was, as soon as they had a deal they could sell ownership on, I do think that there probably was a little bit of rush to get the deal done on our side too. I'd agree with that. So, you
4: know,
2: we said, we said, on like, I, some past episode that, like, by all accounts, Brenner is generally a pretty good teammate, and I still think that's probably the case. I just I just don't think he handled this bit very well.
4: Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think
2: Albright has been waiting to flex his muscle on a big attacking signing. But if he is happy to have this spot open and available to him, he needs to fucking do something with it. <laughs> right. And this it needs to happen no later than the summer transfer window yeah. or else this team has. This team is risking having a complete failure of a season, and I I know this sounds entitled. From a fan of a team who finished last <laughs> three years in a row, yeah. right? But last year happened. We yeah. came into the season with a certain kind of roster. And with particular expectations that I would say are fair coming into the season. And if you don't replace... If you let a young designated player striker walk and you don't replace him, when you don't have the players on the roster to replace his production, you've
1: abandoned the season. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about last year with Miazga to a certain point. But also... I don't think that's entitlement. I was thinking about this last night, and this is just sort of a, you know, this is bigger than Brenner. This is going back to last night's game. I'm almost just sort of out of patience for the 5-1 losses because it's like, I know this isn't Albright's fault or Newton's fault, but Nashville, St. Louis, Austin, they didn't ask their fan base to wait three years to be good. So now when it's our turn to be good, we've finally gotten there, be good. You, you don't get the mulligan games anymore. All the mulligan games, all the patience games, those all happen through no fault of your own when Alan Koch was playing Fernando Adi and Fataya Lache and all that. just I, I understand that that's not fair to them, but I can't help feeling that way as a fan of, fuck off, we're done with this. I'm done with the getting my ass kicked. Be better.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you can weigh... Wait- you can wait on replacing your designated players when you've won something.
1: Right. You got some Win silverware something. in the cabinet. You got some silverware Win in the cabinet. Something. You can play on your own terms. And yeah.
2: then we'll and then we'll say like, "Okay, this season we're going to see what happens, but we are you know, resetting the roster a little bit."
0: Or hell, even if this season was going better, if uh, Vasquez and Santos each had four goals at this point or something like that. You'd be like, wow, I, we really don't need Brenner. And like, I almost like the idea that our offensive output is so good that this next DP isn't a striker, but another midfielder. And we could have a three DP midfield and, and you trust Santos, Baji, and Vasquez to be enough output for that or something like that. But it's just like... Uh, this season has been so
1: disappointing in a very
0: entitled way.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) I think that's that's a fair take. It's when you say disappointing, like on points and on results, this season has been going very well. Last night, notwithstanding last night was a fucking disaster. Yeah, Yeah. Or this weekend was a disaster, but to your point of, you know, this season hasn't been going well enough. The offense hasn't been playing well, flat out. It's been bad. Yeah. And, you went from the idea of, oh, well, if they lose Brenner, it's not a huge deal because we've got Vasquez to fall back on. Vasquez has sucked this year. Maybe this is like, he every player is perpetually one game away from putting it together. I get that. But I also can't unknow the fact, like I said in the last episode, I waited all year for Tom Brady to turn it on with the Buccaneers last year because he's Tom Brady. He just never did. And that's Tom Brady. He's got decades of good play behind his name. Vasquez has one one year of good play behind his name. So while I expect Vasquez is going to put it together at this moment right now in time, Brenner isn't a luxury, you know, or Brenner isn't a, oh, you know, he is part of this dynamic offense that they would just be merely good without him. It's like, no, man, every one of these guys is struggling to put up one goal a game right now. So, yeah, you're going to have to prioritize replacing Brenner with another striker pretty much immediately. Not not Brenner's, mention, not, Brenner's
2: a special player for FC Cincinnati and for MLS. He's not a special player for the entire world. No, there no. are replacements for Brenner
4: out there. Just sign one. Bring <laughs> yeah, <him in>. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. No, and uh, Just I mean do it. too chief and we we talked about it in headlines as well with the the depth of this team. Yeah, this isn't an offensive, you know, juggernaut that would be mo- missing one piece, but then also we have center back depth that still hasn't materialized here that our A team on defense from goalkeeper to defensive midfield was All playing in this game and gave up five goals. What happens when Miazga is hurt? What happens when we can't make the Mosquera deal work for whatever reason? You know, like that's for all the very
2: good reasons that it literally yeah, that, can't it won't, work. that it won't happen well, i just don't say we have attached.
0: an option i'd say we have an option to extend him the rest of the season keep in mind oh, yeah, that yeah. that option might be if wolves get relegated they don't have the option like i don't know what that contract looks like right. so. we don't
2: know that it's entirely our right.
0: choice right right or if yeah. it's an absurd number that makes him a dp for half the year i don't know so yeah the,
1: the, the bottom line to all this is is that regardless of what your feelings are on brenner Whether you thought he was good, whether he was bad. I know some Facebook seems to have a lot of takes on Brenner. (laughs) I turned around on Brenner over the course of last year. Um, And I'm probably going to look back on his time with Cincinnati fondly, I think. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Regardless of all that, the bottom line here is that this has turned the next three months, three and a half months into probably the make or break maybe of Chris Albright's tenure with this team make or break yeah. might be big, but like, it's big. What Albright has to do because he has to go shopping and replace the biggest signing and the biggest transfer out in FC Cincinnati history. Um, this team has depth issues flat out. They have serious depth issues, multiple places on the roster that he's going to have to go fix. If this team wants to stay in contention for what we all want it to stay in contention for silverware so he's got his work cut out for him it's not just um Brenner it's a lot of other things and I know from talking to people who talk to people who talk to people the plan lowercase p was always to sell Brenner but the plan was to try and keep him through the entire year on some sort of a loan back um that's not there anymore, so it makes it all the more imperative that they have a plan ready to go on day one of the summer window. So he's going to earn his money and he has done very well. I think so far in these situations, bringing in Wobodo bringing in mascara, Miazga, um, any number of other players. I mean, we've gotten great minutes out of junior Moreno. Um, even the Ray Gaddis experiment is on balance. I think been a positive for this team. Uh, so, yeah, go earn, your, go earn your bag, Albright. That's what you're being paid here to do.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll leave you guys with this one. Um, I've been thinking about legacy of Brenner, and I'm reminded of two Bengals players. I'm curious if you guys find either one of these cases similar. Corey Dillon and Carson Palmer, both had very successful careers with the Bengals and then ended with them absolutely refusing to play for the team and demanding to leave i think in dylan's case it certainly impacted his legacy in town chief does that do either of those comparisons resonate i was trying to think of a another player in cincinnati history that had something like this and
1: i think the person i'm going to go with is carl pickens Mm. who had a similar trajectory out and the difference being was part of like dylan and pickens are the two best because they were parts of terrible Bengals teams and saw the worst of what this city and this team had to offer, um, suffered through it, probably weren't and will never be as appreciated as they should for their talent level because of sort of the dreck that was around them. But yeah, I think that, I think the comparison tracks.
0: Yeah. This is disappointing. He should have been <laughs> our star. He should have been our star, <laughs>
1: but let's, let's talk about just, so if we're going to, you know, Make this a moratorium on the Brenner deal. Let's talk we'll about this. Him. Yes. Let's talk about this too. He was part of an incredible dynamic attack last season that raised this team from just absolute depths of shit to winning soccer, to a playoff berth, to a playoff win. He scored some incredible goals last year. He had some incredible individual games where there were games where he just looked like he was playing on another level, unguardable that every touch he had was dangerous. Um, So yeah, I'm happy in this regard that we saw the absolute worst of Brenner, but we also saw some of the absolute best of why he was made a $13 million player. And I'm, I'm happy that we saw some of that before he left this team. So yeah.
2: Yeah. So the only thing I would, I would add is um, we didn't really go into this very much. I don't think we need to, But to plug an article on the website, please, please. I did run through what I see as like kind of the main scenarios for how FC Cincinnati might use that open designated player spot, which is very good and everybody should read it and what the uh, MLS roster rules make available to us. Um, So if you if you want to if you want to just get your mind going about like what possibilities are out there i encourage you to go to the website and read that and then you know yell at me on twitter about it
4: if you want
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm still holding out for uh bariel to be made a dp and then assigning two u22 players to replace brenner which makes no absolute no sense whatsoever but
1: this is why kevin wallace should not be the gm of an mls team
0: hey we're punting on this season and we'll put it all together next year when all these u22 guys come true
1: jesus oh god well hey let's 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 never talk about a loss like this again how about that let's all resolve to make that our our pledge to the listeners I'm I'm very,
0: very, very good with that. We'll uh we'll see what news happens this week. Hell, maybe Brenner fails the medical. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, 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 no. It's we're not out of this <sighs> yet, baby. Oh, oh no, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> we'll never see him again. Um, <laughs> he'll just stay in Italy. It's <laughs> this is fortress of solitude. Uh no, uh the biggest thing to look forward to this week, I think, is uh, el Cashico, the uh, usa mexico uh friendly there ought to be at least a couple of fcc faces involved there uh so hopefully our our, our boys in blue look good in the other shade of blue there and um
1: and lucho yeah. get well soon for the love of <laughs> Please, christ
0: oh my god fix your arm oh my god so until then Buck columbus All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at thepostcincy.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app, or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over Uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.